Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, and we're going to begin at verse 21. Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 21. We've also got um, some sermon notes in the worship folder that will help you follow along with the uh, message this morning. But um, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 21. We'll also be looking at Ephesians 4.32 today through the sermon, but we'll have that verse up on the wall, and hopefully I didn't forget it to hopefully I didn't forget to put it at the top of your sermon notes, but if it's not in your sermon notes, it'll be up on the wall. All right. So uh, while you're um, you know, getting settled there in Matthew chapter 18, let me just kind of remind you that we're in the middle of a sermon series entitled uh, One Another. Uh, in the Bible, there are several dozen one another verses. And in this series, we're looking at six of the one another verses. And here's some of the topics that we've talked about so far in the series. Um, love one another. Uh, encourage one another. Bear with one another. A couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about do not judge one another. Uh, now, today's topic, um, think of it like this. Uh, there were some uh, few American soldiers stationed in Korea, and uh, they, they were living in these uh, quarters where, a, um, where a, a Korean woman and her child was helping, you know, take care of the soldiers, you know, provide their meals. And anyway, um, the, the soldiers... Uh, we're, we're giving a little Korean boy, they just gave him a hard time at the beginning, all right? Um, you know, and it was, it was silly stuff. Um, you know, they would tie his shoelaces together. Uh, they would take the battery out of his toys. Uh, one time they offered uh, the little boy um, Cheetos, and they had replaced the Cheetos with carrots, all right, and so they were always doing stuff like that to the little boy, and and finally the the soldiers realized that the little boy didn't like it anymore. At first, he thought it was funny; it was all fun and games. But he got to the point where they, he didn't the little boy didn't like it anymore. He didn't want to be around the soldiers, and so all the all the soldiers gathered together. They got the little boy, and uh, and they said, "Look, you know, we're we're sorry for giving you such a hard time. We're not going to do it anymore. Will you please forgive us?" Little boy looks at him and says, uh, yes, I forgive you, and so that means um, I can stop spitting in your soup. All right. Um, and maybe the little boy needed to ask for forgiveness too. <laughs> and that's our topic for today. Forgiveness. How we are to forgive one another. And so... Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to look at Ephesians 4.32 first. We'll put that verse up on the wall, and then we'll look at this passage here in Matthew. Uh, look at Ephesians 4.32. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And then let's look at this passage, Matthew chapter 18, beginning at verse 21. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother 
sin against me and I forgive him up to seven times. Jesus said to him, I did not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But he was not able to pay. His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and that payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you all. Then the master of the servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him the debt. But, but that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him. And took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. And so his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you all. And He would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. You may be seated. So today we're, we're talking about how we are to forgive one another. And the uh, theme of today's message is, is this. Um, we have been forgiven, so we must forgive others, right? That's the theme. We have been forgiven, so we must forgive others. Two things we're going to talk about today. This is point number one in your sermon notes. Make sure you get it. Uh, we have been forgiven, all right? That's point number one. All right, make sure you got it. We have been forgiven. what we want to talk about first. Point number one, we have been forgiven. Now, let's look at Ephesians 4.32 one more time. We'll put it up on the wall. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And look, look at this last phrase, even as God in Christ forgave you. All right, so, so we see in that verse, that God forgives us. And, and here in, in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus tells a parable illustrating how God has forgiven us. And, and the parable goes like this. Uh, there was a king who uh, wished to settle all his accounts. And so they brought one servant before the king who owed the king 10,000 talents. Now, when we, when we see a number like that, we always want to know, all right, what is the equivalent in dollar bills? And I have read anywhere from millions, if not billions of dollars. All right, and so this servant, he owed the king millions maybe even billions of dollars. And, and the idea in Scripture is that there's no way this guy is paying back the debt. All right, it's not happening. It is an unpayable debt. That, that's the point that Jesus is making with this story. All right, the servant owes the king an unpayable debt. He, he can't pay it back. And, and, and so the king passes judgment. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell you and your wife and, and your kids into slavery. So 
least I can make up some of the difference that you owe. And, and the servant fell on his face. And he, he asked the king to be patient. And, and in this story, the king does a remarkable thing. He forgives the debt. He forgives the debt. Now, this came at great cost to the king. It cost the king millions, if not billions. It cost the king whatever he had made, if he had sold them into slavery. Forgiving the debt came at great cost to the king. Right, but the servant, right, his debt was forgiven. Now, here's the meaning of this parable, all right? The king is God. Right, the meaning of the parable, the king is God. We are the servant that owes 10,000 talents. And, and the 10,000 talents represents... Our sin, our sin debt to God. And just like the servant in this parable, there's no way he was going to pay it back. All right? we, we can never pay off our sin debt to God. All right? if, you, if you look up on the wall, I'm going to put an image up of, of a scale. All right? and, and notice the part of the scale that's weighed down. All right? That represents our sin. All right? Our sin Weighs the scale down. Right? And there, there is nothing good that we can put on the other side to balance out the scale. Right? Look, we, we are never, the, the scale, the scales are never going to tip to our favor when it comes to our sin. We can't pay it back to God. We can't do enough good to make up for our sin. But God does something extraordinary. God is willing to forgive our sin. He is willing to forgive our sin debt. Now, God doesn't just overlook our sin, all right, because God forgiving our sin, it came at a great cost for God. It cost Jesus his life. Uh, look at some verses in your sermon notes. We'll put them up on the wall. 1 Peter 2.24, look at this one. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you are healed. And then look at that next verse. 1 John 1, 7. Look at this from the New King James Version. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And then look at Matthew 26, 28 from the CSB. This is Jesus speaking 
For this is my, the, my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. You see, God forgiving our sin, it came at great cost to God. It cost Jesus his life. So we look at verse 26 again. Matthew 18, verse 26, The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And, you know, that, that's a picture of our salvation. Um, look at 2 Peter 3, 9 in your sermon notes. We'll put this verse up on the wall. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Right? We can be saved because of Jesus' death on the cross. And when we are saved, God forgives our sin. All right, Remember that sin that we can't pay it back to God. We can't do enough good to outweigh the bad, but God forgives us because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Think of it like this. Um, little, little Johnny and his sister went to um, the, their grandparents to stay a few days. And uh, his, his grandparents gave Johnny a, a slingshot. And he, he couldn't wait to use the slingshot. So he gets the slingshot, he gathers up some rocks and he st stones, and he runs out into the woods. And uh, he set up some kind of target, and uh, he's, you know, he's taking aim, and he's shooting a rock toward the target, and he can't hit it. All right? He's not getting close to the target. All right? And I mean, he shoots his slingshot like 20, 30 times, never comes close to hitting the target. And so he's frustrated and he walks back to his grandparents' house and he sees his grandmother's pet duck. And just at an impulse, he grabs his slingshot, grabs a stone, pulls it back, tapes aim at the duck, and to his amazement, he hits the duck and kills the duck. Little Johnny panics. Oh no, I killed the duck and grandmother is going to kill me. And so, uh, so he hides the duck. He hides it underneath their woodpile. He gets done hiding the duck and he looks up and there's his sister just standing there watching. And so Johnny starts panicking all over, oh no, my sister is about to tell on me. Well, about that time, it's lunchtime. Grandmother calls him in for lunch, and, and Johnny is just, he's sitting there waiting for the hammer to drop at any moment. His sister could tell on him that he's killed his grandmother's pet duck. They get done with lunch, and the grandmother says nothing. Well, they get done with lunch, and the grandmother said, all right, Sally, uh, it's time to to wash dishes, Sally just smiles. Grandmother, Johnny said he wanted to wash the dishes. Didn't you, Johnny? 
and she gave that look. All right, that look of, you better say yes, or I'm telling grandmother what you did to her ducks. So Johnny does the dishes. A little while later, Grandpa comes in. He says, all right, Johnny and Sally, let's go fishing. Grandmother chimes in and says, Sally can't go. She's got to help me cook supper. Sally just smiles. That's all right, Grandmother. Johnny said he wanted to help you cook supper tonight. Didn't you, Johnny? And she gave him that look. You better say yes. Or I'm telling Grandma what you did. And so Johnny helped cook supper and Sally went fishing. This goes on for days. Anytime they assign Sally a chore, Sally just smiles and says, Johnny wants to do it. Johnny does it. Well, finally he gets tired of it. He gets sick of doing all these chores. And so he finally fesses up to his grandmother. And, you know, he's sobbing and crying, you know, asking his grandmother to to forgive him. And the grandmother just looks at Johnny and says, "Um, I watched the whole thing out my window. I saw you kill the duck. Four days ago. But here's the thing, Johnny. I love you and I forgive. And you know, that's God. God sees our sin. We we can't hide them from God. But God loves us. And he says, I forgive. Right? If you're saved, You're a believer in Jesus Christ. You have been forgiven. That's point number one. We have been forgiven. Here's point number two. Make sure you get this. Point number two. Uh, We must forgive others. We must forgive others. One, we have been forgiven. Point number two, we must forgive others. Make sure you got that. We must forgive others. And then we're going to put Ephesians 4.32 back up on the wall. All right, look at what it says. And be, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. All right, so here's the deal. All right, God forgiving us becomes our model for forgiving others, all right? That's what Ephesians 4.32 is teaching us, all right? God forgiving us becomes our model for forgiving others. And in the parable, we we see two ways that we're to forgive people. Um, A, make sure you get this, this is A and B under point number one. A, we, we are to forgive freely, all right? We are to forgive freely. Now, this parable, if you go back to verse 21, it it starts with a question. All right, Peter's coming to Jesus, and and he says, look at it. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times. And um, in Jesus' day, um, the the Jewish rabbis, rabbis taught that you were to forgive a person three times. All right, the fourth time, 
do not forget. And so what Peter's doing, he's feeling pretty good about his question. All right, He's doubling what the rule is, and he's throwing in one more for good measure, and he says, hey, Jesus, shall I forgive my brother seven times? Peter's feeling pretty good, and Jesus says, no, Peter. You're to forgive your brother 70 times seven. All right, and the idea there in verse 22, we're to forgive freely. We're to forgive freely. God didn't put a number on forgiving us. God didn't put a number on forgiving us, and neither should we. We shouldn't put a number on forgiving others. We are to forgive freely. And then B, make sure you get this, we are to forgive fully. All right, B, we are to forgive fully. And that's what, the, that's what we see with the king in this parable. All right, he forgave fully. You know, he, he didn't say, all right, if you can pay back 10%, I'll forgive the, the other 90%. No, he forgave fully. All right? And, you know, I, I'm forgiving fully. Struggle comes in is we have a hard time forgiving fully. Um, you know, we, we tend to um, hold on to the hurt, the pain, the resentment, the anger, the bitterness. We, can, we tend to hold on to that. Think of it like this. Um, so uh, LSU plays Ole Miss next week, right? That's the name. If you looked ahead to the schedule, they play Ole Miss next week, all right? And um, used to, all right, Back in like the, I think the 70s, like LSU versus Ole Miss was like LSU versus Alabama today. All right, huge. All right. Well, in 1972, LSU and Ole Miss are playing, and both teams are ranked pretty high. And look, I'm telling this story from the Mississippi perspective, right, because I grew up hearing it from the Mississippi perspective. I've never heard the, the Louisiana perspective on the story. So if you know the story, you can fill me in. I'm just telling it from the Mississippi perspective, all right? So it gets down to the end of the game. Ole Miss is up. It's like seconds left on the clock. LSU's driving. All they got to do is score, and they win the game. And again, I'm telling this from the Mississippi perspective. Somehow... LSU manages to get off two plays in four seconds. All right, and if you know anything about football, that is pretty much impossible. All right, and supposedly the, uh, the clock operator didn't start the clock, didn't stop the clock on a, he didn't start the clock on a play, and uh, LSU ended up um, scoring and winning the game. All right. In Mississippi, it is referred to as the game in which the clock stopped. All right. That's what people in Mississippi refer to it as the game that the clock stopped. All right. From the Mississippi perspective. All right? From the Louisiana perspective, LSU perspective. I've always heard it, the story from the, from the Mississippi perspective. All right. But anyway, there's this one dude. He could not let he could not let it go. He he he, he couldn't let it go. He couldn't let it go. And so he makes a sign 
He drives it to the Louisiana state line. He puts it there, and, and here's what the sign says. You are entering Louisiana. Set your clock back four seconds. All right. He, he couldn't let go of the loss. I mean, he makes a sign, drives to the Louisiana state line, puts the sign down. You're entering Louisiana. Set your clock back for a second. He, he couldn't let go. He couldn't let go of the loss. Once again, how often are we like that? We, we think we forgive. We say that we forgive. But we hold on to the hurt. We hold on to the pain. We hold on to the resentment and the bitterness. Jesus is teaching here that we are to forgive fully. And we are to forgive freely. All right. Um, God forgiving us becomes the model by which we are to forgive others. All right. But, um, you know, kind of too often, you know, when it comes to forgiving others, we're like the servant in, in this story. Remember, the servant, he had this unpayable debt. The king forgives it. And the servant, he goes out and finds a dude that owes him money. And the Bible says that he grabbed him by the throat. And he demanded that the guy pay back a hundred denarii. And again, we, you know, anytime we see a number in the Bible, you know, we want to know the equivalent in English. A hundred denarii is what you would make in three months, right? Whatever you make in three months, that's a hundred denarii, all right? And really the point that, that Jesus is making is that what the dude owed the servant was really insignificant into how much the king had forgiven him. All right? And it's the same story. The dude, he begs the servant, be patient. I'll pay it back. But the servant who had been forgiven much in this parable, he refuses to forgive. And he throws the other dude in jail. How often are we willing, are we not willing to forgive? We have been for you to forgive. And a lot of times we're like this, this servant. We refuse to forgive. D.L. Moody said this, there's one sin, one failure that's doing more to hold back the power of God in revival in the lives and hearts of Christians more than any other sin, the sin of an unforgiving spirit. And, and, you know, you may be thinking, you know, you're talking about forgiveness today. And you may be thinking, you may be sitting out thinking, well, if you only knew what somebody had done to me, you know, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be talking about it. If you, if you only knew what somebody had done. And I get that. All right. I, I'm sympathetic toward that because, look, we've all been there. Where somebody has hurt us, somebody has wronged us. We've all been there. So, so I get what you're saying. You know, if you, if you only knew, you wouldn't be talking about I get that, but I also get what the Bible's teaching here. Right? That, that we are to forgive. Like, like God forgave us. And you may be wondering, how, how can I do that? How can I do that? Look at one more verse in your sermon notes, and I'm going to tell one story, and I'm going to be done. Philippians 2.13. 
For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. When we can't forgive, God can. God can put a spirit of forgiveness in our hearts. It is a matter that, that we need to pray about, that we need to seek God about. Um, Corey Ten Boom, um, she was in a Nazi concentration camp. And um, you can imagine what she witnessed and experienced in the, in the Nazi concentration camp. Um, if, if I'm remembering her story, she even had some family members who died in the concentration camps, but, but she survived. She survived. And so after World War II, um, she's speaking at a church in West Germany. And she's speaking on the subject that, that we're speaking on today, forgiveness. Right? She's speaking on forgiveness. And she, she gets to the end of her talk, and the pastor gives the invitation. And Corey Ten, Ten Boom she sees a guy get up in the audience and starts making his way down to her instantly. And she recognizes the guy instantly. It's a guard from the concentration camp who had done who knows what to Corey Ten Boom and her family. And he walks up to Corey Ten Boom and... Um, He asks, he, he reaches out his hand, and he asks Corey Ten Boom if she will forgive him. Corey Ten Boom said she was paralyzed. She didn't know what to do. You know, she's, she's speaking on forgiveness, but when it comes to putting it into practice, she is struggling. How can she forgive him? Oh. And in that moment, she prayed, God, I can't, but you can. Help me. And uh, she reaches out her hand and forgives the guy. We can't, God can. And um, you know, this is you know, all these one another verses that we're looking at. This is the most difficult one to put into practice. Like we said earlier, we want to hold on to the to the hurt. We want to hold on to the pain. We want to hang on hang on the resentment, the bitterness, and, and the anger. And we have a hard time with this thing. It, it is a real struggle. Um, and it, it's a matter of prayer. We, we've got to, to, to be able to forgive someone who has wronged us. We have got to seek God and ask God to put a forgiving spirit in, in our heart. I'm going to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes. In just a moment, um, 
you're going to have a time of invitation. A time of response. Maybe you're sitting out there today and um, you know, I, I don't know the wrongs that uh, the people have done to you. I don't know how this teaching is. It, it's a real struggle. It, it is so hard to put into practice. And um, it, it's a God thing. It, 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 that's the only way to, to put this teaching in, into practice. It, it's God. It's God putting a forgiving spirit in our heart. Maybe today you're, you're sitting out there and, and you've had a hard time. Somebody's hurt you, caused you pain, wronged you, and, and you've had a hard time letting go. You've had a hard time letting go of the pain, the hurt, the bitterness, the resentment, the anger. Maybe today you just need to come to this altar and just give it to God. Maybe you need to come pray with Him. Maybe you need to come and, and pray that God will just, you don't know how. You, you can't. Somehow God will put a forgiving spirit in your heart. Uh, Father, um, as we, uh, we've looked at this topic today, um, this is one of these teachings that, um, that we, we wish wasn't in the Bible. Um, but it is. It's in there for a reason. God, uh, you, you know that, that bitterness and anger and, and resentment, it poisons our spirit. And, and Father, you want us to be free of those things. And um, Father, it's a teaching that we all struggle with. And, and Father, I, I, I pray that, that if we're struggling with it today, that uh, we would just let go. I ask you to help us let go of the hurt, the anger, the pain. That you would put a forgiving spirit in our heart. Father, as we come to this point of invitation, our desire is for you to move how you want to move. Your son's name we pray. Amen. Please stand. So. Oh.